Jim Gaffney. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told you that was better, wasn't it? No, it was not better. Why are you this forward? This is the Slasher Trash Podcast. It's, you're going to blow out all kinds of headphones because you're going to talk up here like this. Because I want everyone to hear me okay. and not you. Okay, there you go. Right. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. This is the Slasher Trash Podcast. I am your host, Matt. And with me, as always, is Sydney. Say guten tag, Sydney. Guten tag, Sydney. Hey, what's going on, Sid? I'm tired. You don't look very good today. You're not feeling well. I don't feel well. I have a, I have a sore throat, but we, mm. need, we need to get another episode out. So, mm. no one asked for your opinion, I know, okay? I know. No one asked for your opinion. So, Sorry. kiss my ass. I don't feel good. It's terrible. And I, but we need to do this because we are devoted to the Slash this Trash a, podcast. This is a Sunday podcast. The 4th of July Saturday podcast, which will, will come out, it'll be like the middle of July, but... Yeah, you know, but hey, <sighs> it is what it is. It is, yeah. Eat, eat your weenies. Eat um, your weenies. Eat your weenies. Well, they said eat your weedies. No, like, what eat, the hell are you doing to eat your weedies? Eat your weedies. Enjoy. Too. Yeah, if if you listen to this podcast and you've never seen the uh, making of hot dogs on YouTube, the oh, six minute God. video. No, stop you need to check that it. out. It will educate you on how hot dogs are made, and oh, you will enjoy. We need to post that on our feed. Yes, you will enjoy your um your lovely uh cylindrical uh pink slime things that you realize make. this isn't coming out on the 4th of july i'm aware of that and i already made that comment i was just saying this isn't coming out on the 4th of july it's going to come out like in two weeks from now yeah so and it'll be the be, um people are like eh, whatever yeah but by then they'll be able to eat hot dogs again because you usually don't want to eat hot dogs like twice a year but by then you know after about a couple weeks you'll be you'll yeah. want to eat some hot dogs this episode hopefully will come out on like the 18th oh yeah what's the last time we ate a hot dog oh i guess then we did we ate hot dogs a couple weeks ago at, um, yeah, so at the cookout up in Virginia. Last week. <laughs> yeah, it was last week. That's right. But, okay, before then, how many times, I mean, really, how many times a year do you eat a hot dog, honestly? Several, because that's what Granny Pappy make. Yeah, I don't eat hot dogs. They forever. make smash burgers and they make wings. Yeah, I don't eat hot dogs. I mean, really, like, maybe twice a year, three times a year. Oh, it was about gross, by the way. No, I know, we're not even talking about the movie. Okay, that's fine. Talk about gross. I literally just watched the last year's uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Oh, God, why do you hate yourself? <laughs> it's so great. Your mom couldn't watch it because they're, like, dipping, dunking the water. There's nothing worse than, like, a watery bun. And literally, they take what it. What are they, you talking about? A dunk, soggy bun is good. They dunk, the, ew, they dunk <laughs> it in the water. They slam it in their face. And they got, like, the white ooze of yeah, the flour. Yeah, I, I like a soggy bun. Mixing it with the pink meat of the uh, hot dog. I like a girl. soggy bun with, like, with like a soda of some kind. No, God. It gives gross. it some flavor, man. Terrible. All right. Don't judge me for my soggy buns, man. Alright. Well, that has nothing to do with our movies this week. We just want to do a little <laughs> dissertation about our soggy buns. Soggy buns. This week I have defined as the these movies are the poster children for abortion. Yeah. Without question. Hashtag women's rights. Yes, hashtag women's rights. Hashtag, hashtag kill mutant babies. Kill hashtag. Me, kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, no. no, seriously, though, uh, we at Slash Tribe Podcast... Oh, my God, do not do a political <laughs> post. It was a joke. I don't care if you do it or not. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. If you do it, that's great, because then there's less traffic on the road. If you We're don't do it, I love anyway. I love little babies, and that's fine. I'm a little kid lover. That's my hashtag, little kid love. <laughs> we may need to delete that. Yeah, yeah. So, but, right. uh, no, seriously, though... Um, have a baby if you want. If you don't, oh my God! Baby. Please stop the politics. It's okay. not politics. Right. It's just my personal thing. All right, we're talking about the 1974 movie. It's alive. Whoa! Versus the 1982 movie, Basket Case. <laughs> I'm a 
forgot how annoying his scream was. Yeah! And I, was I was trying to w lay in bed and watch it one night, and it was like I kept having to turn it down, and then you could hear the people talk. And <laughs> you it was turn like, it back up. turn it back up, and just, ah! I was like, what the blouse? Shut the fuck up, dude. What? Okay. I, I, I get it. He's a deformed, basically. He's a, he's a, he's <laughs> he looks a like a pile blob. of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I say, he's, he's a cancer blob with a, with a conscience. Like yeah. with a with a with a brain. Yeah. But wouldn't he still be able to talk though? He does like the telekinetic powers with Dwayne, but he just whenever he talks, he's just like. Okay. Well, what was Angela's aunt's name from Sleepaway Camp? Doctor Martha was it? Doctor Martha. Yeah. Yeah. She, he had her hands. <laughs> he did. He had her hands. I thought of that. I was like, what was her name? It was Doctor Martha. I think. <laughs> It did. It's like, oh my god. So, all right, let's get into this. Yeah, let's, go. let's get into this. I mean, we're, we're already six minutes in, and we're not even gonna do a movie yet. We talked about weens and soggy buns. That's right. We're talking about it's alive first. Oh yeah, it's alive. No, I now. So I picked these movies. I, I um, I'm gonna preface this before we even get into anything. Is that I really thought like I, when I when I picked these movies, I was like, oh man, I love these movies. They're so much fun. And then I watched him as a 49-year-old. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to ruin no, anything else. I will say, though, I, was, I watched Basket Case earlier today. And, you know, for the last few years, I'm like, oh, my God, I love Basket Case. It's so funny. It's so campy. And then I watched it. I was like, God, is this movie over yet? It's, it's bad. And then it gets worse. And at the end, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. So it's it's pretty rough. So I will say the little baby in It's Alive is kind of cute. Yes. All right. So It's Alive is 1974. It was produced, written, and directed by Larry Cohen. Larry Cohen has done some odds and ends. He's done the entire um, It's Alive trilogy. Yeah. He went on the right. Uh, he went on to become a screenwriter. He wrote uh, Phone Booth and Cellular, which was kind of... They were pretty popular movies, I think, in the mid-2000s. So he, he has done other things. Um, this movie is basically... Um, oh, he just passed away in 2019. Well, R.I.P. Larry Cohen. R.I.P. 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 R.I.P
kind of going, oh, this is kind of cool, but yeah, then I grew up. I, I will say, though, one thing I really enjoyed about this movie is that, yes, there was a killer baby out on the loose and all that, but instead of focusing on that, it focused on the family dynamic of Frank the dad being like, fuck this kid, this kid is nothing Yeah, it was more us. about the embarrassment of Frank, I think. Yeah, and then it was, um, uh, uh, Lenore, there we go. Yeah. I want to call her Laverne, but I was like, that is not right. But then it was Lenore being like, no, that's still our son. So I, I just love like thinking about family dynamics like that. And then it goes back to my like of serial killers, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like their parents. If you do an interview with them, there's some that are like, no, we disown him, like yeah. whatever. And then there's some that are like, well, it's still our kid. Well, I still like. Uh, well, we'll get into it. But I like how Frank is going around going, that's not my child, and it's like. Frank, you're literally just throwing your wife under the bus. Bro. Not my boy. I was like, that's not my boy. I didn't do that. No, it wasn't me. It was she slept with a gargoyle or something. I don't know what the <laughs> hell it was. All right, so this movie takes place in Los Angeles. We meet Frank Davis and his wife Lenore. I Her- love LA. <laughs> we love it. Very seventies LA, by the way. Very seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expecting their second child. Uh, Frank is a uh, successful public relations consultant. And Lenore stays at home. She stays at home with uh, Chris, their child. Oh, stay-at-home mom. I'm sorry. It sucks how the PR guy is getting all this bad press. Oh, well, that's why. Make him take a vacation anyway. Yeah. So, um, the couple avoiding having a child for several years um, while Lenore was taking um, birth control pills. Yeah. Yeah. So, their child is ready to be born, and uh, they leave Chris with a family friend, Charlie, and they go to the hospital. And they're all excited, and it, this is really cool because it is very seventies, where the uh, the dad is in the waiting room with the other dads playing cards and like yeah. smoking cigars and all this shit. And basically, that's how it should be. That's how the that's how it should be back in the. Yeah, that's how we should do it now. We should have the men in the waiting room just handing out the cigars. The doctor comes in and goes, "Hey, it's your doctor. It's your baby's here. Hey!" And you go in. Your that's wife's not very. LGBT your wife's friendly, all, your wife's all sweaty and just laying there like half dead on the bed. And you bring the baby out to everyone and show it off. It's freaking. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah. What What about like like gay couples that are having having a baby? Or like a lesbian couple having a baby? Well, I mean, I'm talking like okay. So the man of that relationship. The, the, there the, is no man. <laughs> Oh God! Which one's having the baby? What if it's what if it's a dad and a dad and there's a surrogate? Okay, well then both dads can be out there. They can both come in. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not even doing the LGBTQ plus one nine seven six five. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about ta- that. Both dads can be out there. Both moms can be out there for like here. Just how it should be. It should only be one person doing the work and everyone else taking the credit. I think no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds great. We may get letters that people listen to this. Yeah, be like, uh, you guys yep. suck. Well, actually, Matt sucks. Sydney is very, um, very PC, very happy. Yes. Very, very good to everybody. Very much so. Yep. Just be nice to people. All right. So, so they go in, and of course, you have a, a long scene in the hospital, and um, she um, ends up having a baby. It's a baby boy. Happy, healthy, baby boy. Baby boy. <laughs> baby boy. <laughs> Gary, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's the birthday boy. And, of course, this 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 baby is like all babies, you know, has... Spawn of Satan? Two arms and two legs and fangs and claws. Oh, yeah, and by the, mention, by, by the way, when it comes out of the vagina, it immediately kills people in the operating room. 
badass. Yes, very terrible. I hope my kid's that metal. Yep. <laughs> and so and so Frank uh, sees the the one doctor or the the one male nurse or whoever it is comes out and he's got blood on him. Well, okay. He's got blood on him and Frank's like like oh god it's all life's blood but then you find out no it's not our blood it's his blood. <laughs> no, my thing is whenever like the like the doctor or nurse comes out and he like collapses and like mm-hmm. in like the main waiting area. And then Frank goes down this long-ass hallway, yes. and his wife's room is all the way at the end. I'm like, did this guy just, like, wander down the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like was there, I don't remember. Was there any blood splatter along the, the corridor? I don't think there was. Was there? I, I don't remember that part. I, I just know the baby I, got out via skylight. I, I, know, I know what you're saying, yeah. So he gets, so Frank goes to the room, and he finds that, that Lenore's still there. She's still alive. She's screaming for her child. But, of course, everyone else in the room is Dead, and I mean bloody guts and all dead. I mean, with a name like Lenore, yep, she's bound to have what some. the Raven, nevermore, nevermore. Well, Lenore, see, no, yep. but but uh, Poe was married to a Lenore, yep. and she died, and so <laughs> I think, and so, um, so like usual, like you're like you're always allowed to. So, after you, you give birth to a mutant baby that kills a room full of people. Franklin, Frank and Lenore are allowed to leave the hospital and go home and assume their life. That makes sense, doesn't it? Scientists wouldn't come in and study them or anything. That's a, they wouldn't put them in a bubble or no, something. No, but Lenore stayed in the hospital a day longer than yes. Frank was allowed to, just so she could have her recovery process yeah. and all that. Yeah, well, I mean, and Frank was, was just like, like, all right, Lenore, I'm a dip. Peace yeah, out, Girl Scout. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'm gone. <laughs> like, See you, bye. Like, wait, yeah. are you not going to stay there to support your wife? Yeah. I get it, you don't like your mutant baby, but like, hey, maybe their baby could join the X-Men. Could? Oh. Oh. Oh, Frank, you're missing out on like some money oh there. Oh, my God. Yeah, we never thought of that. He could be the new beast. Oh my god. What is this beast's origin story? Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> well, it could be, but the end of this movie's kinda doesn't allow for that. Eh, why not? Yeah, but anyway, so alright, so they're left to um, they leave, leave the hospital. Lieutenant Perkins is the one who's investigating the killings. Frank and Lenore, of course, receive attention from the press uh, regarding this um, minor incident of a mutant killer baby being on the loose now in Los Angeles. Hey yo, why your baby fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> and so Frank goes back to work because he's trying to um, trying to re, re, re-enter his life. And uh, his boss pretty much says, hey, this is a public relations company, and um, you're bad for that right now. So why don't you go ahead and uh, take those three weeks of vacation that you've acquired? And so they said, you know. Uh, meanwhile, the Davis's baby is lurking around different neighborhoods. Um, he kills uh, several people. Including the milkman. The milkman's so, death was so funny because so, he was going going in grabbing grabbing the milk and the last one he grabs is like and his you, feet are kicking. And you knew it was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. <laughs> but I was, I was going to talk about the milkman thing. So, so the milkman I was like, it's seventy four. Did they still have milkmen? And I looked it up, and it was like there was some turn like in the sixties, like sixty or seventy percent of the people in the country got their milk delivered by a milkman. Yeah, and then like I guess they started, of course, mass producing it and sending it to. So, so literally, there was like at this time I looked it up, there was like two percent of the households that were getting milk. Oh, you could tell those are just like the pompous ass people. And so, so this poor milkman, the odds were to, he he had he, he, it's like getting struck by lightning like four times. This guy, so he's a milkman <laughs> delivering two percent of the people, and he gets attacked by a mutant baby, which has never happened before. Yeah, so it's like this poor guy's like, dude. You just a bad luck, so. It's just it, have, at this point, at that point in time to die, dude. Yeah, you just have to give it up. Yeah. 
Um, as the killings continue, the press and the police, they keep uh, pounding on Franklin Nor to find out, you know, what happened, what's going on. Which, I will say, though, that nurse, like the reporter dressed up as a nurse, that was scummy as hell. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Because Lenore was sitting there, she was grieving, because she was like, I don't mm. know what happened to my child. Yeah. And this nurse is sitting there like, do you see where the, that baby killed another guy? Yeah, they found his body yeah, out just in kept the alleyway. The buttons, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then Lenore's like, what do you have under the napkin? And then she rips the napkin away and she it's sees a tape recorder. A, a recorder. Yeah. And it's like, dude, how low do you have to be? This is why I hate, like, reporters and the pops and all that. Because, yeah. like, they just invade people's personal space. Like, I get it. Like, they're basically a celebrity at this point, but let them live their lives. And Frank had one of those stares that, like, Frank looked like he could have killed somebody. That's, yeah. and that, that was the thing. With him. And so he, he finds the tape, or he, he comes in and he confronts where he's in there with the wife and the nurse and the tape recorder. And he's he takes the tape recorder and he just goes, get out. Get out. I know, but he had this look on his face. I was like, oh, he's going to kill her. He's going to kill her, but he didn't. He didn't, so. But, yeah. Yeah, hey, paparazzi and reporters, stop what you're doing let people live their lives. <laughs> this is a political message by Sidney Townsend. <laughs> That's not politics. Once again. That's not politics. It's just common decency. Like, right. like you mean to tell me, like, like Harrison Ford can't go to a restaurant in L.A. without, like, 50 people going around and be like, Oh, Harrison, what's your next project? How's the indie movie? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, leave him alone. True. true <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't go through Chris Kardashian like this. I mean, she had all those fucking mutant babies, you know. <laughs> All those, the Courtney's and the, 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 uh, the Kim's and the Chloe's. I mean, they're all fucking mutants. We all know they're mutants. They're, they're the lizard people that... They are. They're mutants. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take. We, we in no way say anything bad about the Kardashians. Or that's, that's my city. I, right I mean, I, I have my own opinions on the Kardashians. Yeah. So, uh, Frank meets with a bunch of medical researchers. Uh, they convince him to sign documents that allow them to experiment on the child's body once it has been found and killed. Cool, cool. Frank keeps denying that the child is his son and joins the hunt for the murderous infant. <laughs> so Frank took about five seconds to sell out his child that is uh, becoming a murderer. After selling out his yeah. wife, be like, he ain't my kid. <laughs> so in another scene, uh, the doctor who prescribed the uh, contraceptive pills, the, the birth control pills, uh, to Lenore is contacted by an executive of the pharmaceutical company. The executive acknowledges that the Davis's child's mutation may have been caused by the drugs they made. So it was like, oops, my bad. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, here's here's my thing that I have with that. So surely, because Chris is 11, right? Mm -hmm. Chris is 11. So they wait uh, roughly 10-ish years before they decide to have another baby. Yeah. So, but in that 10 years, though... There have been uh, there would have been other moms taking that exact same birth control and finishing it like stop doing it a lot earlier in order to have kids. So how come this baby is the first one that's like American Werewolf in London? It's patient zero. That's because if you hear hear the end of the movie, they, they kind of go into that that yeah. another mutant has been born. Yeah, in Seattle, I think it is. Yeah, another one after yeah, this one. Patient zero. She may have been the first one to take this this certain medication. Or maybe she wasn't. It could have been. It possibly was. Just saying. All right. So this guy tells the doctor that the child must be destroyed to prevent the discovery of the company's liability. Or she could just sue the company and be like, yo, you fucked up my kid. Exactly. That's what they're worried about. So, she no, can do that you know, anyway. Big Pharma, Big Pharma. Here's what's great about this movie. So Big Pharma sucks. Big Pharma has changed so much since this movie. 
in, in the 50 years since this movie, it's, it really doesn't look out for itself anymore. It really looks out for the little guy, and they care about the people. <laughs> You're funny. Woo, you I'm got surprised me this hasn't really happened, to be honest with you. I really am surprised that someone hasn't had like, a mutant fucking baby. Have you seen those guys baby. where like, they grow an extra toe? Yeah. I'm like, that's got to be Big Pharma somewhere. That's yeah. <laughs> well, like all, the, that's all the, like, the anti-vaxxers. That's what they're saying. They're like, oh, it's, uh, that's what all this is coming from. Lucifer Ace glows, man. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> okay, for, for context, there was a lady at our uh, hometown 4th of July parade handing out anti-COVID vaccine propaganda, and we read it. <laughs> yeah, like two years after the uh, after the pandemic. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, thanks there, <laughs> weirdo. But so basically, if you took the uh, COVID vaccine, you have uh, microchips in your blood now. And, and you um, gave your life to Satan. Yes, and you got the mark of the beast now, apparently. So, see, the vaccines you get as a child isn't the mark of the beast, but the ones you just recently got as an adult were mark of the beast. So, hey, the more you know. Welcome to the family. Woo! Woo! All right, yeah. Hail Satan! Doctor Satan! Okay. All right. So, meanwhile, the child um, makes his way to, to a school. You know, because he's a child. That's what kids do. But he's two days old. Yep. Frank <laughs> learns of the child's location and arrives at the school where police officers are present. Blaka, blaka. Yeah, Frank informs Lieutenant Perkins that Chris attends this school. <gasps> the baby attacks and kills an officer in a classroom before escaping through a window Good. into the night. Good. LA when cops. is when is school violence going to end? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I was just saying, LA cops, man. He, he had to come. Hey, don't we're not doing that. <laughs> no, don't you know, we're not doing that. No, we're not going down that road. Um, but the thing that you just the no. take the takeaway that what? Nothing. Oh, yeah. I, I I can <laughs> oh yeah by the way wait, just 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 to jump out of this pod just to jump into another pod uh, you're now to listen to the uh, zombies pod yeah and she said I need to apologize for saying that that about the uh, fat lady <laughs> <laughs> I told you so listen so if you are a big fat zombie <laughs> dead lady and you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I apologize for saying your fat ass was being wheeled around in the wheelbarrow. And Nana, I told him not to say that. I told him to stop. I told him to stop. How, did, yeah. how does that feel? She your me mother. Out. Here's what's funny is that she called me out on that, but she didn't call me out on Jesus being the greatest zombie ever. <laughs> I was like, what? Is, what, are you, what? What is that? Oh, my God. Yeah, so Man, she's so, not gonna like my cold episode. So, then so I make a lot of raunchy jokes there. Yeah, so don't, so don't talk about, don't call any fat zombies fat. But Jesus is the greatest zombie of all time. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. So we're at. So the thing, with, the thing, takeaway from this scene is that basically <laughs> the baby is going to the school because Chris attends that school. So they're trying to establish some kind of connection between. Okay. With the family, it's like it's like the family is connected to this baby somehow. Yeah, because it is their baby. Yeah. So do you think if if they would have let Chris like like come to the hospital or like come home sooner? Because you know, Frank, the entire movie is like keep Chris away, keep Chris yeah. away, keep Chris away. You think if they would have brought Chris back sooner, not everyone, like the milkman wouldn't have died? I don't know, maybe. Because I, I feel like that's like the whole thing with this baby is that it just wants its family together. Because it didn't, yeah, I don't it didn't know. kill Frank, it didn't kill Nor. Yeah, but it, but it jumped out of the freaking skylight at the hospital. It didn't give him a chance. Yeah, because, well, the whole thing about it is that the baby freaks out and kills people whenever he gets scared. True. Yeah, maybe. So, like. Maybe if Frank would have bought him like a stuffed animal or something, instead of sitting in the fucking waiting room playing poker, 
smoking cigars like a real like man. A stogie. Like a real man. <laughs> what a real man does. Oh, we didn't even talk about the scene uh, after the milkman. Whenever the cops show up to the milk truck and all that, and they go around the house that the milkman was delivering at, and there's a baby sitting alone in on That's the right. grass, oh, yeah, that, yeah. and they're all pointing they're guns, all pointing at, guns it, like, at it. It's like, like, is it gonna move? And the poor baby's just like, what the hello? The baby's like, the baby's like just pooping his diaper, like. <laughs> Uh, hi guys. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Why was the baby alone? I don't know. It's, it's the 70s. It's the 70s. He's a latchkey kid. <laughs> he, he crawled home. Um, all right. So later on, Frank discovers that Lenore now is hiding the infant in the basement <gasps> of their home. This bitch! <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, Chris, who's at Charlie's, he runs away from Charlie's. In order to get back home to see what in the hell is going on. Yeah, because they're not letting the poor kid watch TV. They're not letting him listen to the radio. Charlie's big thing on so, having him avoid the TV and all that is, oh, let's go on a fishing trip for a week. Yeah, like, so yeah, so Chris what? knows something's going on. Chris knows something's up. He's old enough to know something. something's not right with the baby and uh, mom though, and dad. he's yeah. 11. Yeah. And so, of course, Charlie goes after him. Um, and, and, and back at the house, Lenore is pleading with Frank and promises that the baby will not hurt their family. Frank, who is now armed with a gun, enters the basement where he finds Chris, who is broken into the house, mm -hmm. and he's talking to the baby. And he's promising to protect him forever. You're my little brother. I'll protect you forever. See? Family, man. It doesn't matter if you're a mutant or not. Exactly. If you, if you killed Mutants 80, are people, too. If you killed 80 innocent people or not. It don't matter. We're going to protect you. Mutants are people, too. That's right. Hashtag X-Men. Hashtag X-Men. <gasps> Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Because I was thinking the kid whose name was Charlie for a second. I was like, oh my god, it's Professor X's origin story, but then it's Chris, and Charlie's the guy that gets killed. Never mind. I thought we said it was Beast origin story. No, it could have been any X-Men. Yeah, true. They're, they're mutants, man. Yeah, true. Mutants are everywhere. All right, yep. So, Frank shoots the baby, and he injures this. This baby takes a damn gunshot <laughs> and fucking keeps going. That's awesome. Yeah, That's macked out. Yep. Mutants kick ass, man. Um, the infant flees the basement and attacks Charlie, biting him on the neck and killing him. So, poor Charlie just shows up trying to be the good uncle going, Hey, where's the kid? And he just gets, gets into the damn neck. It's pretty well, awesome. Yeah. Well, don't put your nose where your nose shouldn't be. He was protecting the kid. He's supposed Once to be Chris watching Once Chris leaves the, the house, he's not your responsibility anymore, That's just true. Man. I mean, there is a ba there's a single baby loose in the back of a house. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. So in this world, apparently kids just run wide open. Now. But I'm, I'm saying, like, Chris is obviously going home. Yeah. Like, he's obviously leaving his house to go to... He should have been... Frank's house. Yeah. Charlie should have taken uh, parenting lessons from Lori Grimes. Where's Carl? He's in the house. Carl's not in the fucking house. He's, not in the He's house. never in the house. <laughs> that's, that's Carl, get in the house. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. right, I'm going to poke this zombie with a stick out in the marsh. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> so the police track this infant uh, into the sewers because he's a mutant. That's where mutants live. Uh, Frank goes in and hunts him with a rifle. He finds the baby. And he realizes that the baby's not angry. The baby is scared. Duh. Yes. He apologizes to the baby and picks him up. And he wraps him in his coat. But he sees the police coming. And uh, Frank takes off running, tries to elude the police. 
Is is the place like where like the sewer is and all that? Is that the same place they filmed the um the race scene in Greece? Greece, yes. Okay. There, there's been a lot of movies filmed down there. It's, okay, because yeah. I was like, I was, I was it's there like going, the, it's go, the dr- go go go. Whatever go, the drainage go, go, go. is around Los Angeles, I'm yeah. not sure what that is, but it's yeah. That's yeah, whenever he was running, I was just I was seeing Greece lately. I was that's, like, go. That's what I was like I, when I saw that. I was like, oh, I know this place. But there's like two or three movies that have been filmed there that I've seen. So yeah, very famous place. Um. So, uh, Frank tries to elude the police, but when he gets to the end of the tunnel, uh, he's got a, a mob of cops just sitting there waiting on him. Uh, he pleads with them. He's like, no, don't kill the child. He's like, we can study him. We need to find out what's going on. He won't harm you. Just don't wig him yeah. out. <laughs> but, of course, the fertility doctor, the medicine doctor, chef goes up and goes, kill the fucker, or whatever he says. Yeah, he's like, like, no. He's like, it's this real calm moment. Frank's like, guys, listen, he's just scared. We need to study him and find out what's I'm going sorry, on. I'm sorry, it's Frank Rick Grimes. But yeah, it's what we can all live yeah, together. Well, that's what he's doing. He's like, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, we can all live together <laughs> if we just give it a chance. And it gets quiet, and for the doctor goes, "Fuck it, kill him." <laughs> he's in the back. No, he just whispers, "Liar." Yeah, liar. He's the he's the governor. He's the governor Orange. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and here's the thing. So this says. The child suddenly leaps from Frank's arms and attacks the doctor as the cops open fire, killing Bullshit, both. Bullshit! Frank launches through him. Did you see that? Just the kid. And that's what killed me at the end of it because I was watching. Which, it. I, I understand it's a puppet; it can't move by itself. I know, but but also should've... don't make it so like noticeable. He's like four. It, it should have <laughs> looked better because like, he does. He's like he like chucks it at the doctor, and then of course they shoot the baby and the doctor at the same time and kill him. And then they let Frank. Got you, Le- big pharma. Yeah, they let Frank and Lenore just fucking leave. Like nothing happened. Like, dude, you literally just threw like a, like, like if you had a mountain lion in your hands, right? You had a mountain lion. You're carrying, you're carrying a rabbit. Rick, yeah. Am I Ricky Bobby? Yeah, you're carrying a mountain lion. I got a cougar. And you threw it on me, and it killed me. I'd be. They would probably say something. No, to you. do you remember there was a case of that? Like, what was the monkey's name? Where it attacked the lady's friend and like ripped ripped her face off. I don't know, but did the lady throw the monkey at her? No, but the- okay. Well, then that's that's that's, that's a moot point then. He literally threw the attack. demon sewer baby. No, but the lady was just standing there. Travis, Travis the monkey. Travis the monkey. Yeah. Did they kill Travis the monkey? Yeah. Of course they did because <laughs> we're human beings and we're fucking awful. That's why. But yeah, no, he because the monkey was doing what monkeys do. He ripped her face off. They took my face off and face off. <laughs> so anyway, let, let me finish the end of this movie real quick. We're we're okay. we're there. So the Davises get in the car, and they're escorted away. Uh, Lieutenant Perkins, of course, is the one taking him away. And uh, at this time, he receives news that there's another deformed baby being born in Seattle. And the movie ends. That's a dumb. Yeah, so it lets you know, basically, that the, the pharmaceutical that they were taking is what is causing these mutant babies. Yeah. And this is how the X-Men started. Yeah. Kidding, joke. Yeah, right. X Men. All right, what you think about this movie? I I actually liked it um, yeah. because it was like I said, it wasn't focused on the baby itself versus the family dynamic of it, which I which I really enjoy in a horror movie. I don't like it whenever it's focused central central on the villain. I like watching everyone's reaction to what is happening. Um, but yeah, I, I I really I really enjoyed it because you don't really see a whole lot of uh, mutant babies attacking people. <laughs> it's kind of different. Yeah, it's but different. yeah, so Charlotte Nash, the the lady that got attacked by the chimp. Uh, I don't want to see her face. Does she look like what's her name from uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what she looks like. She looks like um, yeah, but from no, Terrifier. But no, the the lady that had the chimp, she, That's ba- a shame. she basically just sat there and just let Travis do it. And did she face any charges? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> wow, that was a deep, twisted to thing. Having, to having a murderous chimp? Really? Yes. You wouldn't face any charges? Uh, I would hope so, so. All right, so you like this movie? It was okay. I, I thought it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't. I will say though, it wasn't the best. It, it wasn't as good as I remember it being. Um, I liked it a whole. Good. I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna be kind of weird for me because I used to love this movie. I liked it better than Basket Case. Wow! I know. Uh, silence was deafening there, wasn't it? I know. Um. I'm close on that one. I am. I'm close on that. I, I both these movies it disappointed me this this week. I was really like so happy that I picked these movies. I was like, oh, it's gonna be so much fun, nostalgia, nostalgia, and then I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah. So um, okay, go ahead, go ahead with best case. Oh well, I wasn't done talking oh, about it's okay. alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was. It's an interesting take. It's it's pretty neat. I, I, I like the whole idea, like the the, the pharmaceutical thing being being what uh, causes the mutation. I do like that. It's, it's kind of interesting. It kind of plays into a lot of things now where you talk about, like like I talked about before with the anti-vaxxers and all this stuff. Um, so, very cool. But all yeah, right. I, I, I did enjoy it. and I, Only because I thought that the story was a lot less convoluted than the Basket Case story. True. Basket Case, I was like, okay, so we're talking True. about this. Okay, now we're talking about this. Okay, where are we? So, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I liked I liked Frank's turnaround at the end. Or he was like, kill, kill this bastard, kill the baby, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he sees the baby, and he's like... Oh. That's my boy! No, it's not even, it's not even <laughs> that's my boy, but it's more like... No, it's more like, it's more like, all right, Like, listen. now that I'm looking at this yeah, thing, now I can that I, now that I realize evaluate something. what is going on. Yeah, this I, baby is not a murderer. It's just scared. I realized something, yeah, there's something wrong with it, and we need to figure out what's wrong. So. Which is what I like to do with animals, because like, a lot of people are like, oh, this, this, this animal's aggressive, blah, 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 blah. But then you look at it, it's like, no, this dog is just waked out of its mind, scared. True. Just leave it alone. True. All right. All right, let's get on the basket case. <laughs> best case, thank you. <laughs> Directed by Frank Hennenlotter. He um he did Best Case. He did Brain Damage, a good movie. And he also did Frankenhooker, which I've seen as... Oh, I like Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker is pretty funny. That's a good movie. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, movie was... This stars Kevin Van Hattenrick. <laughs> That's a long name. With the with the righteous hair. He had got some great He looks like Kevin with the good hair. No, he looks like Brian May from the seventies <laughs> and Queen. That's what he, that's what I, But Brian May's hair was a lot more curly and his is more permed out. I don't whereas know. Whereas those thick, chunky curls. Uh yeah. But and it wasn't as long. It wasn't as cool either. Brian May is the man, man. And of course this movie features the conjoined twin brother Belial. Ah! Yeah, Belial does nothing but scream and <laughs> pull up people's face off, and, and likes to wander around in stop motion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, did you did you read the, the excerpt about this in 2017? No. This movie was selected and is on display at the Museum of Modern Art. MoMA selected this movie. MoMA selected this. Why? Yes. Uh, they restored the film from its original 16 millimeter uh, negative. And gave it a 4K restoration. Okay, well that, that that explains why whenever I watched it, it looked like shit. 
Yes. Yeah, they restored it. Because I some, think some movies should not be restored. I think Moma did. I think it had to be the stop motion. I'm pretty sure that's probably why they did it. Okay. I mean, I don't see there anything anything else redeeming okay. about this movie. No, I will say other than the stop motion of a a pile of mashed potatoes with hands and. Uh, I will say the gore in this movie is pretty well done. Oh yeah. yeah. And then you look at that compared to the. Decent-ish stop motion with Belial going on a rampage in the bedroom, and then you just look at Belial's character design, and it's like, are we sure this is the same effects crew that did the entire, yep. the entire thing? Because like, because look at look at Belial without like the pup, like mainly the puppet Belial. Mm, yeah. You look at him compared to some of the really well done gore. And then you look at the stop motion where, like, it looks like shit. Yeah, but it's 82, though. But, like, but But still, even the though, puppet of Blyle didn't, the eyes really didn't move a whole lot. And so it kind of like, it was just like, it's just like a mannequin face looking up going, ah! <laughs> but I will say, though, one redeeming thing is the gore in this. I thought the gore was pretty well done. Except for um, the, the one doctor's death, which we'll get into. The, yeah. The last Doctor's the, um, death. This movie was only made for $35,000. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, that, that gives it, it gives a lot of it. Of course, it's a cult movie. Everyone talks about, if, they, if they're if they in the horror, I think I think everyone's seen this movie and they have an opinion about it. I, I, I will say, I do, I do like it. I do enjoy it. It's just, it's not as good as I, whenever I originally watched yes. it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, so. It's one of those movies where if you watch it once, it's like, oh, this movie's great. This movie's fantastic. And you watch it again, it's like, eh, it's not that great. <laughs> All right, so we start, we meet uh, Dr. Lifflander. Uh, he is in his home, his forest home, living out in the woods. Uh, and he's being scared by something outside. <gasps> yes. Then we see a shadowed creature that cuts his phone line and the power off to the building. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Lifflander lives forever and he just has a happy life. Credits. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. He gets his face torn off by ah! something unseen. Yes. <laughs> So that's your opening scene. Um, then we meet Dwayne Bradley. Mm-hmm. He comes to New York City. He stands out like a sore thumb. He's he is. If you look up '80s white guy in the dictionary, you're gonna see this guy's face. <laughs> Big curly poofed out hair. Dumb look on his face. Like he just like got off the damn turnip truck. He kind of looked like. Hi, my name is Dwayne. It kind of like Mel Gibson in that whenever he had like the long mullet, fluffy hair. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty close. Yeah. So, and of course, he's carrying his locked wicker basket. What's in the basket? Yep. He goes, so he goes to a, um... That's she, a bad Buffalo Bill impression. That was, what's in the bit? Put, 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 put the, the He puts the lotion in the basket. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. Yeah. Don't you hurt my dog, you bitch. Or, or I could do the Ming Chen version. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ming Chen. So, he gets a uh, cheap hotel room from the, the most cliche... Uh, most cliche cheap hotel owner of all time. He had like a white feeder. I love the hey, hotel owner. Hey yo, you uh, you coming in here? Hello, you. You need an hour. You need a week. You need what do you need over here? Oh, whoa, whoa. That's what he was. No, but the poor, the poor hotel owner. I don't know what it was. His name was he ever named? Greaseball. I have no Greaseball. idea. Greaseball. Fucking Greaseball. Yeah. So. But Greaseball was so funny because you know he was he was kind of nice to this kid. Gave him a room for a week, whatever. And then, like, throughout the movie, like, there's some noise complaints that happens from Dwayne's room, and everyone in the hallway, like, comes out in front of this one room, like, oh my god, what's happening? And then 
he's like, he's like, get out of here! Go back to your rooms! Go Everyone, back, to, go your back rooms. to your rooms! Yeah, go back to your rooms! <laughs> he gets so annoyed. Oh my and my favorite scene with him goes, is this a hotel or a nut house? And it's, walks away. He's New York, man. He's New York! Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a room in a cheap hotel right down the hall from a sex worker named Casey. Casey is is my favorite character. Casey's a sweetheart. She is my favorite character. She tries. She really is one of the ones that try in this movie. I'll say, yeah. She she's she is a sex worker, but like she's a, a nice one. Hooker with a heart of gold. That's what we call her. Hooker with a heart of gold. There you yes. go. Yeah. Because she she, it's not just like oh okay yeah I'm a sex worker whatever big whoop and then she's still just nice to people. Yes. And like she genuinely looks out for Dwayne. Like later on, she genuinely looks out. Well, for Well, she's him. trying. Yeah, she's trying to get Dwayne to open up because she realizes something's going on with him. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What was it? His his uh, perm or the wicker basket? Uh, could have been the basket. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe maybe the perm. That solution could have gotten to his brain a little bit. Yeah. Um. So he. Uh, so Dwayne he's got some hamburgers and he feeds it to whatever's in the basket. And obviously the thing. So Dwayne's talking out loud. So something is talking to him telepathically from the basket. Um, I will say though the first time that that happened, the first time I ever watched this movie, I was like, "Why the fuck is he talking to himself?" Yeah. <laughs> Just like I promised so, Meg. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, so oh God, <laughs> fucking Meg, <laughs> talking to himself, Just man. Like, not you, Blarl. Not you. <laughs> um. All right. So the next day, Dwayne is out, and he's doing uh, some like reconnaissance. I think trying to find out about the uh, next doctor they're planning on killing, which I shouldn't have ruined that, but that's what's coming up. Hey, hey. hey. Um, it's the next doctor that they're planning on seeing. What? They're just planning on seeing the, the next doctor. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. They're so the next the day, next a, a guy named Brian, who was there when he checked in, who saw Dwayne with this big wad of cash, um, he's looking through a keyhole to figure out how he can get into Dwayne's apartment to steal cash. I'm sorry, I was just looking up um, Basket Case so I could say something about one of the actresses, and then I just looked at Basket Case, and it was the Green Day music video <laughs> popped up. I mean, do you have the time? To listen to me when? Uh, all about nothing and everything all at once. Okay, good. So Casey scares uh, O'Brien off and informs Dwayne about it. Uh, Dwayne takes his basket to see Dr. Harold Needleman, which is the worst name for a doctor, Needleman. Yeah. Needleman. But did, did you notice on, on the door, yeah, his name is Harold Needleman. Mm-hmm. But on the door it says Dr. R. Needleman. Maybe he's Robert Harold Needleman. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Dwayne befriends his assistant, Sharon. Which, I will say, Terry Susan Smith as Sharon, she did, she also did a good job. Oh, yeah. I, I liked her a lot. But there was that scene where she was talking about the typewriter being broken. <laughs> and she says it started making a, noise. <laughs> she yeah. kept doing that over and over, and I was like. <laughs> Looks like that person that tries to describe the car, you know. You know, my, my car's making a noise. What kind of noise? Yeah. You know, a, yeah. It's going. Yeah. I know what's wrong with your car. It has a Belial. It has a Belial. Yes. Ah! <laughs> God, Jesus. Can you imagine popping the hood and Belial's just sitting there? Just, ah! yeah. yeah. All right. So Dwayne um, visits Needleman and kind of lets him know who he is by showing his sexy scar. Yes. And Needleman, he gets nervous and he contacts Doctor Cutter. Who is also a bad, yeah. bad doctor yes. name. Yes, we're, we're having I, all kinds of great I, names. I, I'm Dr. Cotter. No, I'll go back to Needleman, thanks. Um, <laughs> God, he tells her about Dwayne's visit, 
and uh, Dr. Lifflander's death, but she ignores him. You're going to find out why this makes sense later. Yeah, because she was on a date with her much, much younger man. Yeah. She's like, and forcing him to drink. I don't know. She's like, fuck off. I'm trying to date rape this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Dwayne goes back to the Needleman's that night and empties a creature out of the basket. It's not a it's not a creature. It's Bilal. The creature, creature, creature. The creature. Creature. Creature is revealed to be his twin brother Bilal. His conjoined twin brother. Well, formerly conjoined twin brother Bilal. Yes. Ah! Bilal makes his noise. Ah! And Bilal kills Needleman by gutting him with his claws. Which I will say that was a cool effect because it showed <coughs> it showed one half of Needleman. And then it panned over to the other half of Needleman. Yeah. But one of the better deaths in this, because I think a couple of the deaths were basically being clawed in the face. That was like, that killed him? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, for the peeping Tom, I think that was justified. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Get your claws to the face! So the next day, Dwayne goes and meets Sharon at the Statue of Liberty, and they kiss. I will say, every time Dwayne and Sharon kiss, it made me feel really, really icky. Why? Because they kiss like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it, they were kind of, yeah, they really, you tell the really young actors are like, hi, uh, now we will kiss. Okay. <laughs> like, kiss like a human, jeez. Oh, oh, what? In um, the woman that played Sharon, Terry Susan Smith, what she bald and she had to wear a wig? I have no idea. Let me look it up. You keep yeah, going. You, okay. Well, I was going to say, Blyle, uh he senses what's going on through his telepathy, and he does a. Uh, he does a motley crew to the hotel room. He pretty much trashes the entire place. He has a big tension tantrum. Everyone, everyone is like hearing the noise, but of course he hides uh, when the hotel manager opens the door to see what the commotion is. Uh, th- at this time, the um, uh, what's his name? The the the, the, the dude, the, uh, Brian Brian O'Donovan. Yeah. He oh, sne- yeah, she did have a shaved head. He sneaks back in to um, oh so. No, I was just saying she's she's in a in a band and she. she oh, cool! Excellent. Kick ass. All right, so he sneaks back in to steal Dwayne's money, but he's killed by Belial when he opens up the basket. That's what you get, peeping Tom. That's right. Dwayne, using his telepathy, senses the attack and he hurries back to the room. Um. I thought he hurried back to the room because Belial was having his little rampage. Well, that's what he was going back for, and then he's like, as he, in his as in he's his getting room, as you know, yeah as he's getting back. He, as he's getting back, he sort of slows down a little bit, trying to get back to the room, and then Belial kills the dude, and he's like, oh shit, and he feels it again, and he takes off again. After. Yeah, which, Belial, huge cock block, man. Oh yeah, yeah, Belial's, yeah, cause, yeah. Cause oh, Belial's a bastard, we're about to find out in the end, Belial's yeah. a fucking bastard. Yeah, because Dwayne and Sharon just had their little uh, kiss, and Belial's like, and, like starts screaming like R two D two, like he's that's the stop motion and like it like you see him like stop motion throw out a drawer and the drawer just goes, and, like gets yeah. smashed against the wall. I'm like damn. It's like, Jesus, okay. that's what I said. He did a Motley Crue to the hotel. <laughs> Motley Crue. All right, so Dwayne gets back and tells Belial that he deserves some time to himself. He explains to him, you know, I've been there for you the whole time, and he's time to myself. Yeah, because it's like. He said that it was your idea to kill all these doctors. Yeah, and I've like, been supportive I'm, of you, and I've, I've been gotten supportive. you here. Yeah, that's but because I'm the one with legs. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm the one that doesn't have to be carried around in a fucking basket. Yeah, honestly, if Dwayne just humbled Belial, I, I think there wouldn't be any issues. Or put a fucking lock on, like a legit, a legit lock on the basket. Or here's an idea: there buy was. a fucking cage. There was a lock on the basket, but the <laughs> robber in the movie theater kicked it off. 
Buy a cage. Okay. Put him in a cage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cage your brother. Okay. Sell tickets to look at him. <laughs> Was he P.T. Barnum? Yes. All right, so Dwayne brings the basket with him, and they go... You see Lump Boy. <laughs> yeah, this is Potato Boy. <laughs> Mashed Potato Man. This is Belial. That's what he looks like. All right, so Dwayne goes to a bar. He has he brings the blah with him, and he gets shit hammered drunk with Casey at the bar. Yeah, because uh, he says he doesn't drink, but yeah. he's also like patting back oh, liquor. He's, and... he's doing double shots like a hundred of them. It's like, it's like dude, how? Yeah. And so he tells Casey the um, the story of Belial being his twin brother and what happens. He passes out, and we get a flashback of the backstory of how it goes down. Uh, basically, they're born conjoined twins at birth. And their aunt was the only one who was willing to take care of them. Because the dad was mad because the mom died. Yeah, the mom died, and the dad's like, fuck these kids! You know, he's like, fuck that thing on its side, it's not my kid, and all this shit. Well, duh, because he's basically a tumor with with eyes. Yeah, well, he was just an undeveloped child who grew claws. Yeah, and and, and a vocal box that just didn't do words. He learned one word. <laughs> love that. You do that pretty good, actually. Because that's what it's I sound like awesome. in the morning. Yeah, it's a thing. Sandy, time to get up. Ah! <laughs> well? <laughs> All right. So, but however, so in the middle of the night, they come in and they they get the twins and they surgically separate them. And the doctors who perform this are Lift Lander, Needleman, and Dr. Cutter. So this explains why they're looking these doctors up because they're going to kill them because they wanted to be together forever and never too far together forever with you yeah and don't you know i would move heaven and earth to be together forever with you that's beautiful thank you okay so my thing okay yeah so if the dad was so like distraught about Dwayne being his son but that thing not being his kid why didn't he you know do the surgery like a few months after the birth. I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's kind of one of those weird things. Maybe because they waited until Dwayne was like twelve. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like eleven. Is what they, what they okay. said. Okay. Yeah. Well, they waited until he was a fully functioning human being, and then they're like, "Yeah, let's take that lump off his side. Yeah, yeah let's get rid of that thing. Throw it in the trash." <laughs> and it's like it's like no wonder they, they both had their own subconsciouses. Like they're not yeah. they they're both developed humans. They both. Understand things, yeah. This is what I don't like about adults, because they think most kids are just stupid, but they're not. Kids are smart. Some kids are smart. I was not, but most kids are smart. Some kids are smart. I'll say some kids are smart. So, all right. So, um, after this, uh, Dwayne has to go find Belial in the trash because they pretty much just threw him in a trash bag, and they come back. Okay. And. I literally said five I'm, words, I'm and, you, sorry, and you have another I'm interjection. Sorry, no, I was just—I just remembered something that I wanted to mention. Oh my lord! So, I know you're gonna. This is gonna be shiny, shiny, shiny. But uh, <laughs> so, basically, whenever a like a surgery happens or something like that, especially like with like medical doctors and people like that, they normally take like. <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on. Yeah. And now stand by for science time with Sydney. This <laughs> is the nerd part of the podcast. Science time with Sydney is a go. Here's your host, Sydney. Go ahead, science Sydney. You're All such right. an ass. Go ahead, go ahead. I had to get You're that out. Such an go ahead. Ass. 
Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so whenever, like, they get, they surgically take something off, they will, they normally they'll bag it up and send it to a lab in order for it to be tested. And if not, they'll put it in biohazardous waste materials. So he wouldn't just be in a black trash this bag. Is, this is obviously not, this is a surgery in a house. This is obviously not a, a legal surgery. So like, yeah, fuck it, get rid of it. Or But, but you would make sure it's dead, would you not? Yeah, but also you could, you could take the thing and be like, oh, I found this thing on the side of the road. And it... <laughs> What's I mean, Malal gonna say? Is he gonna speak on his own behalf? Ah! You know, like, yeah, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna say anything. Like, young man, uh, what happened to you? Ah! Uh, okay. <laughs> exactly, so test this shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they were just trashing gear to him, so. Anyway, alright, we'll go back to, um, so, um, Dwayne brings his little brother back to the house. I like calling him his little brother. Um, Malal. Yes. Ah! <laughs> and uh, the dad's sleeping, and he keeps hearing all this, what sounds like construction going on in the basement. And comes down, and this, the only thing I can consider is like some kind of Rube Goldberg contraption <laughs> that they make. I was thinking more like Jigsaw. Yeah, and it swings this big saw blade at him and cuts him pretty much in that. Which, wouldn't the dad move? Because the thing was like coming at him kind of slow yeah. on like this ramp. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. And this is ruled an accident. <laughs> so for some reason they, they, the police came in there and they're like oh he mistakenly walked in front of this Tom and Jerry fucking trap hanging on the wall <laughs> it's like it said Wiley uh, Acme on it from Wiley Coyote I, I, I was gonna say I think it's more Wiley Coyote because uh, Tom and Jerry never tried to kill each other oh yeah uh, Tar- Tom tried to kill Jerry all the time not really. And the old, oh, you didn't, yeah, you know, you, you, you got to see the, uh, the watered down version of Tom and Jerry. The old oh, school Tom and Jerry. I was like Wally Coyote whenever, Coy- whenever Wally was just trying to eat the Roadrunner. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much the same thing. Yep. Meet, meet, mama. Yeah, Meow. so, yeah, but this is ruled an accident. <laughs> and, uh, they go hide in the attic and the aunt, uh, comes up and tells them that she'll take care of the boys forever. Yeah, because the aunt is always like, okay, this blob of goo is actually and she does its own brain. She takes care of them. You have a scene where you know she's reading a story and she's holding Blyle, who's who. And this is where I said about the eyes. So it, it would have been better if it was like him <laughs> kind of sleeping, but it's literally him just like death staring, <laughs> and it's like. Ah, ah. Wouldn't you be pissed off too if you were a cancerous growth? Probably. Yeah. Just with arms. Like, Fucking kill me! Kill me! Yeah. No, it wouldn't even kill me. It's just... Yeah. So, um... Uh, so, the, so the aunt ends up dying. Aww. Yeah. That's the same. She was really And nice. then the brothers decide that this is the time to go on. The time has come! The time has come. Belial is deeply resented, or resents being cut away from his brother. And Dwayne also resents how heartless everyone acts towards his brother. Because he loves his brother. And they decide to go on this murderous rampage and take care of these doctors, the only people who are left that are responsible for um, their separation. I, I honestly think that um, Dwayne was more upset for the fact that they just threw Bilal in the garbage. Versus, yeah, I think so. Because I think Dwayne wants that sense of individuality, which is something that a lot of normal twins have to go through, where it's like... But it's also his brother. I mean, I think they've been talking so, through... Tele, 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 they've been talking through their brain. <laughs> Telepathy. Um, yes, they've been talking through their brains uh, forever. So that's you know, yeah. they, they have they have a relationship together, and no one took that into consideration before they threw old Blyle in the trash. Yeah. And Blyle's like, I wanted my legs. <laughs> but how do you say it? 
There you go. <laughs> Just gonna keep. Ah, legs. Ah. Gonna keep making you say that. All right. So back in prison day, Blau sneaks into Casey's bedroom and scares the shit out of her, but not before stealing her panties because he's a fucking freak. He is a freak. Yeah. Yeah. He was like touching her and all that. It was like, ew. Yeah. He's, he's getting his grip on with his big old Doctor um, Martha hands. Ah. <laughs> the next day, Dwayne and Blau go to see Dr. Cutter. Who's a vet. Yeah. She tries to dismiss them. Yeah, first of all, that pisses him off because he's like, oh my God, they called a fucking vet to do the operation. Wow. How about yeah. them apples? Um, Dwayne reveals who he is before Blau kills Cutter by shoving her face into some sharp objects in the drawer, which are all laying flat. That's actually a pretty cool looking scene, though, when they come in and she's got all the scalpels and shit sticking in her face. Two things. <coughs> Go. So, you have to put the the um, the razors on the scalpels. So basically, it would just be dull little sticks. <laughs> That's one. Two. She had the longest. No, it's once the again. Longest. It's science time. Oh, <laughs> no. is this not science time? No, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, they're going science. I was just saying. So the scalpels <laughs> wouldn't have any razors on them anyway. And two, her death scream was the longest. That was a long. It was like a thirty yes. second. <laughs> it was like, I didn't see what the runtime was. This, but I think they wanted to get it. I think they wanted to get it at ninety minutes. There you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that hurt my throat. I, I think I think the runtime I think the runtime is ninety minutes, and they were only at eighty nine. They're like, just fucking scream, just, just scream, scream lady. as long as you can. <laughs> and she did. And then Bilal's in the corner. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. So, um, all right, all right. they kill her. She did. <laughs> yep. And so Sharon comes to Dwayne. Comes, comes to his apartment because she's looking for a little bit of safety after Dr. Needleman's death, the doctor she worked for. Um, and he, of course, brings her in. And Dwayne thinks that's the perfect time for Pat Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dwayne comes in and they start to make sweet love. By kissing awkwardly again. Oh, yeah. By kissing awkwardly. <laughs> but what does a good brother do? Blau comes out and screams. And totally cock blocks Dwayne. Bastard. Yeah, Dwayne is forced to throw Sharon out because he doesn't want to see Blyle. Which he literally throws her out. Oh, yeah. He, he, he like chucks, chucks her, her into yeah. a wall like, get out! <laughs> and she's like, Dwayne knocking back on the door. I'm like, dude, I'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. You know, but yeah, she uh, she's trying to get back with him. So everything settles down. That night, uh, Dwayne's asleep and he's having a dream. And during that time... Belial sneaks out, like I said, and he goes to find Sharon in her apartment. And, of course, we're having the Dwayne dream where he's running through and his cock and balls are all hanging yeah. out. Cock and balls. Yeah, cock and balls. Um, but, like I said, Belial sneaks into Sharon's apartment, and this says he tries to rape her. I'm going to take homage no, with that. He did. I, yeah, hang on. We're going to get there, yeah. Because whenever. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Yeah, so she wakes up. And he kills her because she's screaming. And then Dwayne figures out, oh shit, it's not a dream. Um, it's Belial. He's attacking her. I need to get over there. So he gets over there and opens the door. And Belial's thrusting into her. And Belial is like, no, he's like, he's like hopping on her almost. I don't know what, I don't know where his penis is. 
He doesn't it's, have one. If it's in his butthole or what it is. But it's, I mean, it's like, dude, you're fucking raping her. What are you doing? And that's when I saw that, I was like, this is not as funny and as humorous and jolly good time as I thought it was. Because that kind of, I was like, I don't like that. Yeah, no, no, of, but he was, he was like thrusting. But I'm like, where is his penis? Yeah. Does and he have one? It's in his butthole. Because apparently. like, based on where he was, because he was like here, right? Yeah. And he was just. Thrusting. So, would his penis, would his penis be like here, or would it be like underneath, like tucked in all the goo? He's probably tucked in under the goo. He's like a fat guy. He's like with the rolls. He has a kind of. Nana, don't listen. It's called a dicky do. You know why they call it a dicky? You know why I call it a dicky do? Because your belly stick out further than your dicky do. Oh, look at that. Nana, don't listen. Nana. <coughs> that is not fat shaming. So, all right. So, um. Uh, uh, so the way I've got to like distract visit the image of Blau just yeah, yeah. so Dwayne gets Blau and he takes him back to the apartment because he's so angry with him for raping and killing his girlfriend well duh <laughs> I'm sorry why did, why did he not kill him right there oh no but I was just looking at Bear and Bear's went like not even shake just the dogs make an appearance hi baby you've been quiet yeah, this yeah. episode good can you say, Aah! no, he can't do that. All right. So he takes him back to his apartment and the scene of him screaming and yelling attracts a large crowd. Once again, third time, all the <coughs> nosy neighbors. Everyone comes out. Yep. And this is where people find out about Belial. They see and they freak out and Belial attacks <laughs> Dwayne. Both brothers go out the window. No, he doesn't just attack him. He does a ball grab howling up in the air oh that's right I forgot about the ball ah! yeah I forgot about the ball grab he literally he lifts him out by his testicles <laughs> yeah this little bitch is strong as hell um and then they both go out the window and they fall and Blyle's holding on to a sign out the window and holding Dwayne by his neck and it's actually a pretty cool scene because it you know basically he hangs him yeah and then um they drop and fall to the ground dead until Basket Case 2 when yeah. we find out they're not dead. Uh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So, all right. Impression of that one. Ah! Very good. Very good. <laughs> Damn, and, and, like, and like I said, it was. It, it, it's not bad. It's just not as... Not as whimsy as yeah, I remember there was it a, Yeah, it wasn't as whimsical as the, <laughs> what I thought. I was like, ooh, man, this is... Oh, God, yeah. So, um... So... Yeah, this is uh, definitely both these movies are. Um, what? I was looking at it because it's doing this what you, thing. What are you pointing at? Nothing. Never mind. Oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, no. Are we in trouble? I hope not. Oh, no well. idea. Okay. Anyway. It's fine. Um. So, but yeah, these are definitely uh, pro abortion movies, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, if I had babies like this, I would want them killed too. Yep. So. It's a joke. Yeah. Just kidding. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I agree with the joke. <laughs> it's just like, you don't want to have kids, that's why. Yeah. Fuck your kids. Fuck your kids. Terrible. I could watch kids tripping all day, every day. All right, Sydney. Right. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. You know what time it is, don't you? Uh, is it hammer time? Oh, 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 oh. It's certainly not oh, time for Pound Town. Oh, 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 oh. It's time for judgment. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> let's go!
have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? The time for judgment is upon us. I repeat, the time for judgment is upon us. Good luck to both competitors. Fingers! <laughs> Fingers! That is, that is honestly really concerning me a little no, bit. I wouldn't worry about it. We'll be okay. all right. We'll make it work. I have six questions. Six? Yeah. I wrote these out. We've been, I've been waiting to do this for a while. Okay. Actually, just for like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You ready? Can you read? I can read. <laughs> trying, to, trying, to, trying to think where I was going there. All right. Question one. Would you rather okay. give birth to a mutant baby or... Be separated from your Siamese deformed twin. I'd rather give birth to a mutant baby. So you'd rather have the twin hooked to your side? No, no, uh, no. Uh, wait, what? Give birth to a mutant baby. Okay. Or be separated from a twin. So both scenarios are true. So I, I, I am pregnant with a mutant baby and I have a twin over here. Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll say that. So, but then if I take this off, then I'm going to just be pregnant forever? Yeah, with a mutant baby. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so it's either I, I have... <laughs> uh, you'd rather have the mutant baby. Yes. Why I would you rather have a mutant baby? Because then I can sell it to the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. This doesn't Charles mean, Xavier can this, have a field day with it. This doesn't mean you're going to meet James McAvoy. Oh, That's why this, not? This is your inside... Because I know you. Because I, I know what you're McAvoy. thinking. You're like, like, this will get me in to meet James McAvoy. Or Hugh Jackman. Oh or God. Deadpool. <gasps> I can meet right Deadpool. I can force Deadpool to be my child's... Uh, uh, adopted father be like, hey, raise my kid. You, you they they kind of look alike. Yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Alright, question two. <laughs> it's back. Would you rather fight? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One kangaroo-sized mutant baby or 20 mutant baby-sized kangaroos? <laughs> I love those questions. Those make me so happy. And we're talking about a full size kangaroo. Oh, not not like a not like a Joey or like a wallaby or anything. No, no, we're talking like full size, like like good, good five or six footer. Um, I would do the one mutant baby size, uh, the the size of the kangaroo because kangaroos kick and they hurt and I I, I like my ankles. Okay, so you'd rather fight the mutant baby, the big mutant yeah. baby? Yeah, because it's it's just scared, and I just give it a hug and it'd be okay. I like to see twenty little mutant baby-sized kangaroos, like full-grown. So wallabies. Yeah, but no, like full-grown like kangaroos. Like, <laughs> so wallabies. Like, they're not the same. I mean, they they, they look. Wallabies different. are smaller. They look different though. They no, don't, they don't. don't. The same. They don't have the same look. No, they don't. I'm like, man, there's fucking kangaroos, like the big ones that are all jacked in the chest. For those they're at fucking home, creepy as hell, man. I'm telling yeah, you, they creep me out. For those at home, Dad just found out that in the state of Tennessee, you do not need a permit to own a kangaroo. I will own a kangaroo. And so now he wants a kangaroo. I will own a kangaroo. Okay. One day. Okay. He'll be my best friend. <laughs> before he before he stomps you in the chest and breaks your sternum? It's possible. <laughs> I'll name him Crocodile Dun... You know what I'd name him? Or what? <laughs> Belial the kangaroo. Belial the kangaroo! There you go. I like it. All right. What's a uh, stranger thing to carry everywhere? Okay. A locked whisker basket, 
or a sack full of full soda cans. <laughs> I told you we're gonna make this a thing. I think the wicker basket is more odd to carry. Now I would carry the the sack of soda cans on the daily. in case someone needed an ass whipping. <laughs> in, in case someone needed a can. In case someone needed an ass whipping that we've seen. I didn't realize, until we started doing this podcast. I didn't realize how prevalent, how prevalent that was. I was like, man, there's a fucking thing. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. Get a, get a sack full of cans. If someone's taking too long at a gas pump, guess what? It's time to get canned. Yes, you're getting <laughs> canned, bitches. All right, question four. Was Belial a psychotic rapist murdering panty sniffer or just misunderstood? I mean, I think he's gone through a lot of trauma in his life because everyone that has seen him has been like, and he's just doesn't, he can't talk, and he only says, you know. Mm. That being said, though... Uh, he's still a weirdo. <laughs> and it's not even about the way... He, you could tell, I guess, the way he would talk to Dwayne through his telepathy... Tele- you could tell that he was all there. His brain. Yes. So he knew what the fuck he was doing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like... And that's kind of what I was like... Because I forgot all about the whole rape scene and that stuff in that movie. I knew that he killed her, but I was like, damn. I forgot about it. Man, it's... Oh, wow. It's... Man, it's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, totally changed the character for me. Totally yeah, changed. I, so. Yeah. Very strange. All right. Which movie is a better, better statement for pro-abortion? <laughs> I would say Basket Case. Yeah. Because at least the the mutant baby and it's alive. It was more of like, oh, this baby's just wigged out, and people keep chasing it with guns. Versus Belial. Belial was just an asshole, man. Yes. He didn't want. He didn't want Dwayne living his own life. He didn't. He didn't want any of that. He wanted. He wanted. Uh, he wanted every. Like he wanted Dwayne to do everything for him because he had legs. Because <laughs> he, he had legs. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. And he, it's. It was just one of those things where it was Belial was more jealous of Dwayne versus the baby and It's Alive was just terrified of everything and that's why he killed everybody. First Belial, all of his kills, except for the three doctors, were very much unwarranted. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. Those doctors are there. Alright, so... Ah! What is, uh... What's the name of this podcast? Oh, yeah. What is <laughs> what is this week's Slash, Sydney? <laughs> I will say, and this honestly pains me to say, because I I used to love this movie until I rewatched it, and then I don't I don't like it. I mean, I like it, but it's not. It doesn't have the whimsical, happy, go lucky. It doesn't. Nature. It doesn't hold the heart. And, it, and it, the same thing, Alex. I know what movie you're going to choose, and I'm like, it's true because it was like, yeah, this is not what I remember it being. Yeah, it's but yeah. So this week's slash, I will say, it's going to be it's alive. Very good. I like that. All right. So, you know what that means, Sydney. Okay. Your winner. Congratulations to writer, producer, director Larry Cohen. Stars John P. Ryan and Sharon Farrell. And, of course, the mutant baby itself. Babies. Your 1974 movie, It's Alive, is this week's Slash. And of course, like Sydney says, where there's a winner, there's got to be a loser. Sydney, let me have it. All right. So, I honestly deeply apologize to Frank Hennenlauter, um, stars Kevin Van Henterick. <laughs> what was his name again? 
Hentenrick. What's his name again? Hentenrick. Kevin Hentenrick. I think that's it. Uh, Terry Susan Smith, Beverly Bonner. Most of all, I apologize to Belial. The poor, poor lumpy man. Your 1982 classic movie, Basket Case, is this week's trash. Very good. Only because it's not as happy as I remember it being. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It really is not. Terrible. All right. Time to do some shout outs. Yeah. Get our plugs in, baby. All right. Make sure you follow us uh, at Slash Trash Pod on Twitter. Uh, I know Twitter's having issues right now with whatever the new plan, the new layouts are. I don't understand it. I don't care. Just give us a follow. We're going to have fun. We've been back on. We're last driving's back on. We've been back in with. Hashtag Mayobies. Yes, hashtag Mayobies, which we still know what the hell that means. Nope. <laughs> Miss Darcy must let us know. Queen um, Darcy. Um, back on with uh, hashtag uh, last drive in, hashtag mutant family. Um, check out uh, Stella K. Stellar, Stellar K, I should say. At Stellar K. Check out at Emily335. Three one seven eight six five. Jesus, that's a long. You need a new Twitter handle, girl. <laughs> and uh, check out Miss Jackie. Uh, it's uh, Mrs. R three Con seven eight. Good people there. To follow on Twitter. Shout out to Bobby Townsend. Yeah. Shout out to Bobby Townsend. She doesn't have a Twitter, but she's my mom, and I love her. <laughs> she Shout gets out. Us notes. And, and of course, when it comes out, this will you know be after Fourth of July. But God bless America, man. We live in a great country. We get to do great things. It's awesome. Yeah, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes things aren't fair. Sometimes, you know, shit happens. But you know what? We're here to work through that. And you have an opportunity to get up every day and work through that. So, do it. Eat your weans. Watch your watch your uh, glowing chemicals uh, in the air. Um, kiss, kiss a veteran. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and even most importantly, follow us on Spotify. Yes. yes Click yes. on them likes. Say yeah. you like it. Even if you don't like it, say you like it. Do something nice. Do something nice for somebody. For once. Yeah. You know, for once in your life, listener. Yeah, you know be how you nice are. to people. We know you. God. God. You know what Blah would say, right? Ah! There you go. That's what Blah would say, yeah. You deserve to get canned if you don't like us on Twitter. That's right. Damn it. Damn uh, it. Personal Twitters, I am at TN Godfather. That is F-O-D-D-R. City. I am at Sid Towns in 1221 on Twitter. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good yeah. ending there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that was. I was trying to say now. Yeah. But, but, but <laughs> my brain is still in Belial speak. Yeah! <laughs> All right. All right, Cindy, give me some movies for next week. All right, so this episode, we were talking about your childhood movies, yes. stuff that you watched whenever you were a kid, trying to see if it still held up as, a, as an adult. And it didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> well, terrible. we're going to do the same thing for me this week. Oh, we're watching Spongebob the movie? Yes! And, and Dora's Pirate Adventure? <laughs> we like to sing and dance and dance and sing. Da, 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 da. If I find that video and I can get it digital, it's going on our Twitter. Oh, of you. Oh, God, yes. no. Yeah. All right, but yeah, so we're, we're just talking about um, horror movies that I watched growing up whenever I was a kid. Yes. Um. Yeah, and no, we're not talking Poltergeist because that's kind of basic. So, we're talking... Two other ones from the early 2000s. So. Okay. First up, we have the one that caused me the most irrational fears in my entire life. Oh. We are talking. I know where this is going. 2000s Final Destination. Yes. Devin Sawa. Yes. Yes. Good movie. Love that movie. Versus. 
whenever I was thinking, I was thinking about the first horror movie I ever watched. I always like to say it's Poltergeist, but then I started thinking, no, it wasn't. It was a completely different movie that you showed me. Yes. At a slumber party. <laughs> so, it'll be Final Destination versus 2001's classic truck driver movie, Joyride. Candy cane. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That's such to me. That's such an underrated movie. I don't it know is. why. It's, it's and Steve I, I Zahn know, and Paul Walker. I know it's man. a lot of like action adventure stuff and thriller, but it's but it's, it's, it's just a, creepy as hell. It's a horror movie. It's a it, it is, is creepy an as hell, movie. especially the well, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. So I was gonna say the end fight sequence. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, no, 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 Never mind. Never mind. All right. I think we're done, kid. Yeah. All right. Well. Everyone, thanks for listening. Take care. God bless. Sandy. I love ya. This has been Slash or Trash. Yeah! Ah! <laughs> Goodbye, Governor. Oh, God, stop! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs>